Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, I don't want to waste any time diving into the Lake Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm excited. We got a fun show tonight. Plenty of guests this evening. Plenty of Minnesota Vikings conversation that will take place because we have a big-time game at U.S. Bank Stadium this weekend taking on the Dallas, how about them Cowboys? The Cowboys at U.S. Bank Stadium. Looking forward to that, and we we will have our first guest coming up here in just a matter of moments here on The Good Neighbor. But I wanted to start with the Vikings because – this game is is it's a big deal, okay? And I don't know that every single fan is viewing it as a big deal, but it's a it's a big deal. And the reason why I say it's a big deal is because this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys, the Minnesota Vikings can prove that they are legit contenders. They can prove that they are legit contenders. And I say that because Nobody believes that the Vikings are contenders right now. Nobody really is stating that. And I say that because when I look back to last weekend and them defeating the Buffalo Bills, you know what some people were saying? They were saying that, The Justin Jefferson catch, oh, it was lucky. It wasn't lucky. Watch the damn replay a million times like I have. That was just the best wide receiver in the world making a play. An all-time play. So there was no luck involved there. But some people say the catch was lucky. Fourth and 18, lucky catch. Wasn't, but some of y'all will spew that. Some have been saying, well, the Vikings lucked out with the Josh Allen fumble. (sighs) Is that really what we're going to go with? I'm not saying that that Josh Allen, who's an all-world quarterback, didn't make a mistake on that play. I think that our defense had something to, to do with that, too, and they were stout there. On the goal line. But some will say that the Vikings lucked out with the Josh Allen fumble. So when you have takes like that. That the Vikings got lucky. Against the Buffalo Bills. And Josh Allen. That tells you we still got something to prove. And to me. You knock off the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. 
And I think that there's no disputing out there with a record of 9-1 and one at that point that you're a contender. Now, now, I'll say this. Personally, I believe that the Vikings are already contenders to come out of the NFC. I'm not saying that th- this team is perfect, that they have no flaws. Not saying any of that. But they're absolutely contenders. I would say that the Dallas Cowboys are contenders. When we start talking about NFC teams and we start talking about contenders, right now, how many teams do you say are contenders to come out the NFC? The names that I hear before you hear about the Vikings are Philly, San Francisco, right? Those two specifically. And then who else? Is there any other team out there? I think that some people believe that the Cowboys could make some noise. They're banged up right now. We'll see how things play out. But think of it like this. Because this is this caught my eye early this morning. Vison, which is the, the betting, um, uh, or is it Vesson, is, is the betting... It's the betting entity, right? Yeah, uh, Vegas Sports Information Network. Yes. Yep. So they Run have Brent Musburger. They have a gentleman by the name of Ben Fox, and he tweeted out earlier today: the eight and one Minnesota Vikings are currently a point and a half underdogs at home versus the Dallas Cowboys in Week Eleven. Per ESPN Stats and Info, who he previously worked for, he says it will be the first time since 1976 that a team 8-1 and one or better that started its regular season quarterback, its regular quarterback, was a home underdog. That's a long time. 1976, and that's what we have here. A team that's 8-1, and one, they're at home with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. And they're underdogs. The Vikings have plenty to prove. And I think that this is going to be a big-time game coming up Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Joining us next to give his perspective on the Dallas Cowboys is beat writer who covers the Dallas Cowboys for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, Clarence Hill Jr. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show. News Talk 830-WCCO. Joining us now on the Lake Show to talk Vikings-Cowboys is Clarence Hill Jr., beat writer covering the Dallas Cowboys and the National Football League for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. He's one of my favorite follows on Twitter, uh, and I love his bio that's laid out on Twitter. Cowboys writer since 97, battle-tested, seven coaches, three playoff wins, countless scandals, controversies, and unfulfilled expectations. But he says, don't blame me, though, and he joins us now on the John Schuster Banker Hotline. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show, and this is your second time, and I appreciate your time uh, tonight, Clarence. That's no problem, man. How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing awesome, man. We're doing awesome. Happy to have you back. And, and I, you know, let me start with a question that I didn't ask you the last time that you were on the show, but I want to ask it now. Um, clearly, you've been covering the Dallas Cowboys for such a long time. What is that like? And I ask you that question because I don't know if there is a team in professional sports that is under the microscope, that is on the radar to the degree that the Dallas Cowboys are. 
I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, what I was saying was, is what is it like to cover the Dallas Cowboys? You have been covering the Dallas Cowboys for many years, since 1997. And I asked the question just because there's not a team, at least in my opinion, on planet Earth that is under the microscope, that is in the spotlight as much as the Dallas Cowboys. So what's it like for you on a day-to-day covering this team? Oh, it's, 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 you got to keep your head on the swivel. You know, I always say that there's, there's, uh, there's been a beat writer for NFL team and then there's the Cowboys and it's like being a beat writer on steroids because you, you do, you do everything, you cover everything. Um, you know, you, you, you got, you take sniper fire just to use an analogy from everywhere. Cause you know, we just don't compete against the local papers. We compete against ESPN and Fox and everybody wants a piece of the Cowboys. Everybody's talking about the Cowboys. Things go viral from different outlets that you got to keep up with. You know, it's, it's, you know, and like I said, I started in 97. It was, it was bad then, you know, when I started, it was, you know, the, the demise of the title teams and the Michael Irvin drug trial and, and the, the retirement of Troy Emmett and Michael and, and different things like that. Social media certainly turned it up a notch, you know, uh, from um, a coverage standpoint, cause there's no days off, you know, and, and it's, it's always something. And, and, you know, we, as newspapers, we have less resources and less people. Uh, you know, I used to have a, uh, a team of three people with me, and that was just me by myself. You know, so it's it's everything. My daughters get mad because my baby daughters always get mad because we always have to work on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I'm always gone. But, you know, if you're going to have an NFL team, why not the Cowboys? You're always on the front page. You, you, you always have important games to cover. It's always something to do. Yeah. You know, I, I would hate to be in a situation where I was, I was covering a team where, where nobody was talking about them. <laughs> I hear you on that, man. There's never a dull moment covering the Dallas Cowboys. And we're talking to Clarence Hill Jr., beat writer, covering the Cowboys in the National Football League for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. How would you describe, I guess, the atmosphere surrounding uh, the Cowboys team in this specific moment because the Cowboys are six and three, um, and it's not been um, it's it's been kind of an up and down season to this particular point, and some of that due to the Dak Prescott injury. But you know, when I talk to my friends down in Dallas, I got friends down in Dallas, and I actually got a couple of friends that are coming up from Dallas to Minneapolis for the game this weekend. It's almost like they're always frustrated at the state of Cowboys football. So how would you how would you describe how things are kind of shaking out for the team in this specific moment? Well, it's, it's frustrating because they are 6-3, and three, which is a winning record. You know, one of the best records in the NFC. You know, you see the way, you know, things are gone with the Tampa Bay and the Rams and everything else. But because the Cowboys haven't won in so long, because of the expectations, because it, 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 it's not just about getting to the playoffs, it's about making a deep run in the playoffs, you know, there's there's – there's constant frustration and there's constant disappointment. And like I said, you know, I've covered this team as nothing but unfulfilled expectations because the expectations are always high. You know, they don't hang division title banners. The Cowboys won a few division titles. They don't hang the division title banners at AT&T Stadium. They only hang Super Bowl titles. Of course, they don't hang any banners at AT&T Stadium. They've never won anything, you know, since they built the stadium. But, you know, it, it, so, yeah, there, there's a lot of expectations. This year, you know, is no different that the Cowboys – you would think that this season is as open as anybody. You know, if anybody's guess who's going to win, certainly the Vikings are playing well. No one saw this coming. You didn't see the Vikings being as well. We didn't see the Eagles doing what they're doing. We, we you know, everybody thought the Rams and, and, and Tampa Bay would be, you know, at the at the top of the pack. But it's wide open. And yes, Vikings and Eagles still have the best record. But I, I think the Forty ers 
it's anybody's race, you yeah. know, for the NFC participants in the Super Bowl. And Cowboy fans are frustrated because things have not gone the way they've hoped. And losing to Green Bay last week was just a huge gut punch. Yeah. Hey, Clarence, how would you describe or maybe give us some updates on uh, the Cowboys' injuries? Because we've had some some nagging stuff here with Demarcus Lawrence, um, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, What is the status of several key members of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, Ezekiel Elliott's going to play. He's going to play for the first time in two games. He's missed the last two games with the injury. He's going to play. Demarcus Lawrence says he's going to play, but he's dealing with a knee injury, and he he claims he may have refractured a foot that he suffered last year. But certainly he's going to – try to play through it. He's the best run defender on a defense that, you know, has got the ball running down their throat the last two times, you know, giving up 200 yards, 239 to the Bears and 207 to um, the Packers. They have to stop the run. You got, you know, obviously the Vikings and, and, and their great running back coming up. You know, they're going to try to run the ball on the Cowboys. That's what everybody does to have success to stay away from Michael Parsons and that pass rush. So things are acute right now. They're going to play. But, you know, are they going to be at their best? But they know they have to bow up against the run because teams are going to continue to run on them if they can't uh, show they're going to stop. You know, Clarence, I, I love C.D. Lamb. I think he's a hell of a receiver. And you guys know all too well, Dallas, about all the great receivers that have come through that organization. But uh, you being in Dallas, what do you make of our receiver, Justin Jefferson, here in Minnesota? Or well, everybody in Dallas says he's the best receiver in football, including C.D. Lamb, including Jaron Curse. And, you know, you, you watch what he's done, you know, since he's been in the league. Can you dispute that? And, you know, ironically, he was on the board when the Cowboys took C.D. Lamb. And we talked to Mike McCarthy about it. And he said, you know, everybody loved Justin Jefferson. But, you know, uh, they had C.D. Lamb ranked higher. They had People had Henry Ruggs ranked higher. They had Jerry Judy ranked higher and all these other guys. And, you know, the, uh, the kid from TCU that, that's on the Vikings now, they got cut by uh, – picked by the Eagles and, and, and sent away. Yeah, Jalen Rieger, But yep. obviously, Jim Jefferson you know, – Jalen Rieger, Justin Jefferson is, is the man. He, he certainly looks like the real deal. He is a great player. You, it's, it's a small category of the best receivers in football right now, and he's at the top of that list. Talking to Clarence Hill here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give him a follow on Twitter at Clarence Hill Jr. on Twitter.com. All right, so one of the questions that I have for you is just, you know, when you look at the Dallas Cowboys coming in here and their favorites in this game, does that surprise you at all? You know, that's Vegas. And, you know, <laughs> how do you explain that? Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. But that's Vegas, and, and that's what Vegas does. And, and, and so, um, you know, on paper, the Cowboys should be competitive, you know. And, 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 and I don't know if, if Vegas is caught up to what the Vikings have done and are going to do. But, but, but again, you, if you look at what everybody's done, you, the Vikings should be favored. It should be favored by, you know, a touchdown, you know, if you, if you ask me. But, you know, that, that's certainly not what Vegas is doing. They're trying to get money on both sides, and, and, and that's how they do things. But – you know, based on where the two teams are playing and, and, and what, what the Vikings did going to Buffalo and winning was very impressive, uh, they should have been team that's favorite. Yeah. All right, the final thing, and then we'll let you go, is that when I look at this matchup, one of the things that's so intriguing to me is because I clearly look at the Dallas Cowboys as a contender to come out of the NFC. I think that they're that good, they're, they're that legitimate when they are – injury free because clearly injuries is impactful to any team in the National Football League but one of the things that I look at in terms of this matchup is the fact that you know you're going to get the best if you're a Vikings fan you're going to get the best from Dallas this time around because Dallas will have Dak Prescott at quarterback 
the last time these two teams faced off at U.S. Bank Stadium, Cooper Rush was the guy that was able to get it done. Your thoughts on Dak and how he's looked since he's come back from injury earlier this year? Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is, is Dallas has Dak back, but Dallas, the talent around Dak is not as good as the talent around Cooper Rush last year in that game. No Mari Cooper. There's no Cedric Wilson. This receiving core, week in and week out, you go into the game, they're, they're the less talented receiver core in the league. It's C.D. Lamb and a bunch of maybe. You know, which is one reason why they're thirsting for Odell Beckham. Dak needs help around him. Dak is, is fine. He, he played well enough to win last week, but they, they don't get any separation outside. That's, that's a huge problem for the Cowboys' offense. Yeah. Clarence Hill Jr., beat writer, covering the Dallas Cowboys in the National Football League for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Uh, he has joined us here via the John Schuster Cole Banker Hotline. Hey, uh, Clarence, always a pleasure to chat with you on the uh, on the radio show, man. Uh, safe travels here to Minneapolis, and uh, I'll tell Lavelle Lee Neal III that you said what's up. And tell him he owes me a cigar and a drink. <laughs> I will let him know that. I will let him know that. Give him a follow uh, on Twitter at Clarence Hill Jr. He's just joined us talking uh, Dallas Cowboys and Minnesota Vikings football. All right, uh, we will take a break. We'll take a look at the local weather. And then, look, I want to get into talking about Kirk Cousins. Because in my opinion, Kirk Cousins isn't a better quarterback on the football field this year. But he's in a better place. I'll explain next on the Lake Show. All right, your opinions, your thoughts on Vikings football are welcome. 651-461-9226. That's the city's one plumbing talk and text line. And I must state here that Kirk Cousins, in my opinion... He isn't a better quarterback on the football field this year. He isn't. I know that our record is better because you're sitting there at 8-1. But he's not a better quarterback on the football field. But he is in a better place. Okay, and let me explain. When I look at Kirk Cousins and what he's done this year, he's been solid. There's not really been any issues. Yes, he's made a few mistakes. But he's done a pretty good job of managing this team and keeping them out of harm's way and not letting mistakes snowball and spiral out of control. That's what a good quarterback's going to do. And Kirk Cousins has been a good quarterback this year. But I'm not somebody that looks and says, oh, just look at the stats. Just look at the stats. Stats don't always tell the entire story. Okay. The thing about Kirk Cousins this year is that he's in a much better place. And I'm not talking about in terms of in terms of everything that he is about on the field in the midst of a play, but just mentally he's in a better place. He's freer. You can tell he's more relaxed. When you see Kirk Cousins scrambling 20 yards to dive into the end zone for a touchdown at U.S. Bank Stadium and the place erupt, that lets you know that he's in a better place. And he's in a better place for a couple of different reasons. He has a better relationship with his head coach. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act as though he never did anything wrong or I'm not going to sit here and act as though like Mike Zimmer never did anything wrong. Like it takes two to be a part of a very um, a relationship that's going to work. Okay, and clearly 
Mike Zimmer wasn't in love with his quarterback. And you don't, ha- you don't have to be in love with your quarterback for it to work. But clearly, they weren't on the same page. So, Kevin O'Connell, quite honestly, him and Kirk are on the same page. He's bringing out more out of Kirk. And I'm not talking about in terms of touchdowns or rushing yards. I'm talking about in terms of feeling happy to be out there. I'm talking in terms of personality. That Kirk Cousins y'all see on Sundays with all the icy chains on, you tell me that Kirk Cousins isn't in a better place. That is a Kirk Cousins we've never seen before. Showcasing his personality. The man had no shirt on. And now we got the Washington Commanders. They're copying what we do. And we beat y'all a couple weeks ago. Tell me that Kirk isn't in a better place mentally. I'll tell you another, just a very simple thing about him being in a better place. Another example. Do you think that he's catching grief anymore for not being vaccinated? Remember that? When we were in the midst of the pandemic, hardcore, and people talking about him being encased in glass, and you got to separate guys because this guy's not vaccinated and he doesn't want to listen to... Who was it that came and talked to the team and he he he, he really didn't take what they had in with regard to the... COVID-19 vaccine. Dr. Osterholm. Exactly. Which made no sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to shy away from that. Uh, t- t- to me, if you're Kirk Cousins or any athlete, I don't care who you are, LeBron James, doesn't matter. When Michael Osterholm talks, I'm going to listen. But he doesn't. That controversy is in the rear view. He doesn't have that pressure on him anymore. He's not having to answer those questions. He's not under the COVID-19 vaccine, I'm not vaccinated, microscope anymore. The same way that Kyrie Irving isn't underneath it again with the Brooklyn Nets. He's created a whole nother controversy for himself this year. But Kirk is having fun. He's in a better place. And I don't know what you guys think of it, but if you'd love to react, 651 461 Nine two two six. Everybody is, I feel, it's human nature to perform better when you don't feel like your boss or your head coach despises you. Like, if you feel that you're comfortable at work and your boss has, has faith in you and is willing to work with you, guess what? You're going to be just naturally, you're going to be more relaxed. You're, you're not going to be so, t- you're not going to be looking over your shoulder like, okay, well, Every throw, everything I do. Now, granted, an NFL quarterback's different. He's making, what, 35 mil a year. But he just, he doesn't, there doesn't seem to be that friction. We're not talking about the friction between the head coach and the quarterback. And, and that's huge. So, to me, absolutely, yeah. this, the, the, the comfort level, it has to play into it. You can just tell with Kirk that he's having fun, that he's enjoying himself. And I appreciate that. Like, do I think that Kirk Cousins is all about this, wearing the chains, having his shirt off? And all? 
That's not Kirk Cousins. No, but he's but, going along with it. But he's he's playing along. Yes. It's developing great chemistry with his teammates, and it's showcasing a side of him that, quite frankly, he's willing to allow himself to be showcased like that. Yeah. He is playing along because the fans love it. If the fans weren't eating us up, and if they uh, weren't winning, then mm-hmm. we wouldn't see this. This team is winning. And so he says, you know what? I'm rolling with the bit. I am going to be all on board the bit because week after week after week we're winning. And you know what? My teammates mm-hmm. love it. This is being a team player. I, I got to be honest with you guys. I didn't think that Kirk was a team player when he didn't get vaccinated. I'm just mm-hmm. being honest. I didn't think that he wasn't all in. And I'm not just saying just Kirk. Dalvin Cook, same thing. Dalvin Cook wasn't all in because the questions came up about him and vaccination. Adam Thielen, Harrison Adam Thielen, Smith, Harrison yeah. Smith, all those guys. Yep. So it's not just about one guy. No, it's not. But the guy that's always going to get a little bit more criticism will always be the quarterback. It seemed like there was this separation, right? It's, it, it's like Team Kirk and Team everybody else. And it's Team vaccinated and Team unvaccinated. And full disclosure, I'm, I'm like you, Henry. I, I can't look at somebody for not being vaccinated and be like, ah, there's still something about not being vaccinated that I feel like you're you're being a little selfish. But I feel like we're past that. Where you're not going to the NFL is not testing for that anymore. You're not going to miss games, so it's not that big of a deal anymore. Like last year, Kirk Cousins misses a game. Oh my gosh, you, you got to roll out Sean Mannion, Kellen Mond, whoever. But now it's like that not being vaccinated is not nearly as big of a deal because the NFL is not testing it. And I do like that maybe they are getting a little bit of personality outside of Kirk. I feel like this is like that pants on the ground moment, right? The chains is, is that is the pants on the ground with Brett Favre and Jared Allen. <laughs> like that's what this pants is. Pants on the ground? Pants, pants on, on the, the ground. ground. <laughs> that's what it is. This is the pants on the ground moment. And I love it. I'm here for now. Let's not deal with the pants on the ground, like, literally, but it's – I feel like it's a likable team. Last year, they were not likable. Like, this team was very easy to hate for a lot of very selfish reasons, selfish players, the coaching st- – I, I felt like fans almost had this animosity towards – but the it team. wasn't. It wasn't just because of Kirk, though. Last no, year. no, 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 no. I'm yeah, not yeah. saying it's and just I, because I, of Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, you're not. You're not saying that. But, but I just want to be clear on that because Kirk not being back. All the unvaccinated guys. That was something that people hated. People hated the head coach because he didn't like Kellamond. That was another issue. I, I think that. Yeah. The, on top of that, you had the uh, Dalvin Cook off the field domestic stuff. That was looming and hanging over. Like, there were a lot. So, to get to your point about there were a lot of things not to like about last year mm-hmm. outside of the losing, those are some of them. Because whenever you hear that Dalvin Cook potentially committed domestic violence, yeah. and none of it was ever really truly substantiated. No, like it, it went nowhere. It, it didn't. It didn't. But in that specific time, in that moment, we were all concerned. Well, yeah, because you you look. I mean, the NFL takes these allegations seriously, as Absolutely. they should, as they should. Anything with domestic assault, sexual assault, that is that should supersede whoever you are as a player. But I feel like fans, like they're enjoying the ride, and, and we're all. I heard uh, a couple nights ago, uh, Matthew Collar and Paul Hodewanik, they're talking about you know waiting for the other shoe to drop. 
we are waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's just how we are. In That's how we are. But we, we're like that with every team. Yeah, we're, we are. We're like that Absolutely. with the Wild. We're like that with the Vikings. We're like that with the Twins. Yeah. The Timberwolves last year, you're like, oh, this ain't gonna last. But I, f- I feel like the Vikings is a, it's a different level though with the Vikings. Like it's extreme. Because, yeah, because now everybody's starting to think, okay, well this. This is a fun team. Yo, this is yo, this is a team we can get behind. This is a team that we can really call our own. We can enjoy this team. Like, let's get invested in it. But there's always that part of fans. It's like, man, you know, we've been through four Super Bowl losses. We went through 87. We went through 98. Went through 2001, 2009, 2017. It's like everybody's waiting for, for it to fall apart. But it does have a different feel than some of the Vikings teams that have been in recent memory. And, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not a real fan of saying the word culture because I think it's a, a buzzword and um, and low-hanging fruit. But at the end of the day, there, there's got to be something to it because it seems like the whole seems like the whole vibe has changed. And the fan, I think the fans have picked up on it. The fans are loving it. They're feeling it. They're loving it as well. Your phone calls, your reaction, we can take them right now, 651 461 Nine two two six next year on the Lake Show. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. Is this something out of my bumper music? Allegedly, yes. All right, then I then we'll just have to scrap it. I don't know what this you is. Know what this it, is? Yeah, I have no idea. So we'll just fade out of it quickly because I have no clue. But we've been talking Minnesota Viking football here, um, and just everything surrounding Kirk Cousins. Kirk is in a good place. And it sounds like we've got a little bit of feedback from the Cities One Plumbing talk and text line. Yeah, we do have a few here, Lake. Um, got one that we'll kind of circle back to that was the beginning of the show. Uh, <clears throat> one said, first of all, first time listener, love the Henry Lake show. Excellent. Um, thanks appreciate, for that. Appreciate that. Uh, also, uh, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan, like the enthusiasm, but mix in a little, uh, little uh, humility. Um, and uh, the other one says cautiously optimistic. I think Kirk is humble, but I I, th- I think this is all part of the bit. I mean, don't you? Do you feel like he's? What do you mean? Well, this you know the the, the texture saying I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. Yeah, I like the enthusiasm, but mix in a little humil- humility. I think he's that guy, though. You think he's? I mean, I don't. What what I'm 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 you're confused. I'm confused. By what you think versus what the texture is saying. The texture is saying, I like the enthusiasm. Yes. But mix in a little humility for Kirk. Like, yeah. they, they like Kirk's enthusiasm with the, the Kirk O'Chains or whatever he's yeah. calling himself. But, you know, be a little more humble. He is humble. Well, you don't think that Kirk Cousins is humble? I, I think that he... He isn't that guy who's like doing the chain. The chains to me is a bit like this is all just That's, a bit. We know that it's yeah. a bit. That's why it's a successful bit. Yeah. If yeah. It, hold on. Breaking news. If anybody out there doesn't think that this is the bit, this is the bit. Like that's what it is. He's a humble guy. He, yeah. He drove a minivan for years and still <laughs> does. Like so that there is no like. That's what makes this fun. Yeah. That's it's, why the change thing is a thing in the first place. It's so out it's of character. Be, it's because everybody's like, this is not the real Kirk. Cut. They're calling him Kirko Chains. Kirko Chains. I Come love on. it. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, Kirko Chains. I, so you were confusing me. I'm like, what? what? 
either you or the Texers not getting the bit. Well, no, I'm getting a bit. I'm getting a bit, and it's it's just so it's so new for for Kirk Cousins here. I want to ask you this about the game though, and I put it on the notes. I want to ask you. Number one, I don't mind that the Vikings are point and a half dogs. I don't really care. Like to me, it it doesn't make a bit of difference. Play the disrespect card all you want. I kind of go back to 2009 in that divisional game when everybody was riding the the Cowboys coming into the Metrodome. And then Brad Childress had that famous, everybody feels they're going to run through us like Sherman running through the South. And then it ended up being 34 to three. I kind of feel like it's got that kind of vibe. Like everybody. I don't see that. You don't see that? Us just rolling over the Cowboys? No, no. The, the. The doubting the Vikings, so to speak, like because I I see a lot of okay, yeah, the Cowboys are going to come in here, um, like the Cowboys are going to come in here and they're going to beat the Vikings because the Vikings are fraudulent. But the Vikings haven't been an underdog like this in this situation. There's no team since 1976 that's been in this situation. So I see what you're saying, like. At the end of the day, does it really matter if they're favored or not? No. no. But it but I want to be respected. And I feel like they are being disrespected. How is an eight and one team at home an underdog? I, I don't know, but I, I just feel like Everybody's getting all bent out of shape over the Vikings. They're, I'm not saying well, I'm bent out of shape. Well, I'm saying yeah. they're, they're they're being disrespected though. They're they're being disrespected by being a point and a half dog. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. See, I don't look. Yeah. At, that at as, eight and one. I I don't I don't look at that as being disrespected. I I don't know. To me, I I feel like that just says that these teams are. This is the first time this has happened since 1976. How is not not disrespect? I I don't I think people people are taking this way too personally. It's not that deep. How? It's not that deep. No one's saying that somebody's going to die. No one's saying that. But they're being disrespected. I mean, we can accept that we're being disrespected. Be disrespected. I mean, I just that's a strong word. Like, it's any, accurate though. Like, anytime anybody doesn't like it, we're being disrespected. Man, coming up next. Can you be an expert on parenting? Is there such a thing? I ask the question. I need explanations next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.